the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a battle going on for the souls of men. The taste of war is ever near. But I am safe within the arms of God's dear bride. She is the keeper of my soul. She is the church of Christ. I'll not Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Breidenbaugh of the Gospel Defender Ministries. This gospel message will encourage and equip those who have ears to hear to be a Christian clothed with the armor of a gospel defender. Ladies and gentlemen, in this hour, let me tell you about three prayer meetings that I absolutely refuse to attend. The first prayer meeting I absolutely refuse to attend is the prayer meeting that Jonah attended in the third chapter of the book of Jonah. Of course, you probably know the story of Jonah, even if you are not a Christian. You have probably heard of it. Most people have heard the story at least once in their life. The Bible says the word of the Lord came to Jonah to arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. The Lord had a job for Jonah to do. Specifically, that job was to go and preach the word of God to a city of many sinners. The message he was to preach to those people was, Repent, or be damned by God. It was not a complicated or a complex job he was assigned, but it was a job that the Lord wanted to be done by Jonah. The Bible says, But Jonah rose up to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Jonah responded to the commission he received from the Lord, not with his mouth, but with his feet. He said, No way, Lord, no way am I going to be your man. Lord, you will have to find someone else. We might ask ourselves, why in the world would Jonah respond to the Lord like this? What man in his right mind? would hear the Lord speak to him and refuse to do what the Lord said to do. You answer that question 
you have answered the $64,000 question. The Lord comes to men and women today through His Word. In Mark 16, verse 16, saying, He who believes and is baptized will be saved. The Lord comes to men and women today through His Word in Acts 2, verse 38, saying, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The reply sent back to the Lord Jesus Christ from countless millions, some of whom profess to be under His Lordship, is, No way, Lord, no way am I going to be immersed in water for the remission of my sins. Ladies and gentlemen, what man in his right mind would hear the Lord tell him to do these things to be saved from eternal hell, but refuse to do what the Lord said to do? You answer that one, and you have answered the $64,000 question. Nevertheless, that is what Jonah said. No way, Lord. We read a little further in the first chapter of Jonah and learn that God so loved Jonah and so loved the Ninevites, to whom Jonah was to call to repentance, that he caused a great storm on the sea upon which the boat was sailing that Jonah had boarded to run from God. Through a series of events, the sailors of the ship ascertained that this great storm was a divine judgment upon Jonah, and the only way to have any rest in the boat and safety on the sea was to throw Jonah overboard with the rest of the cargo. It is very tempting to stop here for a few minutes and sermonize that some persons who are the cause for so much of the rough sailing today in the church that Jesus built will have to be thrown overboard before the body of Christ can ever enjoy smooth sailing once again. But we will pass up this opportunity at this time to say that once Jonah was thrown overboard, the great storm stopped, and Jonah was conveniently deposited into the belly of a great fish that had been prepared by the Lord for this very purpose. The next thing we hear about Jonah is, Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the stomach of a fish. What a prayer meeting that must have been! There were only two people in attendance, Jonah and the Lord, unless you count the great fish. Despite that, one of the three prayer meetings I absolutely refuse to attend is the kind of prayer meeting that Jonah attended in the belly of this great fish. I have absolutely no desire whatsoever to get down on my knees 20,000 leagues under the sea while taking a cruise inside the belly of a fish. Great or otherwise, to talk with the Lord. Of course, I don't think you or I will ever have to worry about this. I seriously doubt that the Lord will ever do this again to anyone. The fact that He is the same yesterday and today and forever doesn't mean that He has to do everything He has done in the Scriptures over and over again to make Hebrews 13 verse 8 true. 
There is a much more dreadful fate for those who refuse to carry out the commission of Jesus the Christ to go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation, even though the message of the preacher may not be so palatable to the majority of all creation. Everlasting damnation. Ladies and gentlemen, if you do not want to be in a prayer meeting held in the belly of a great fish, you will not want to be in a prayer meeting that is assembled in hell. Jonah said being in the belly of that great fish was like being in hell. Of course, there is one great difference. Jonah said the current engulfed him. God's breakers and billows passed over him. Water encompassed him to the point of death. The great deep engulfed him. You will not have to worry about water flooding hell. In hell there will not be even one drop of it to place on the tip of one of your fingers. In one word, the reason Jonah found himself in this horrible prayer meeting with God was his own personal, personal disobedience. He disobeyed God's will. He ran from God, or at least tried to, and he suffered the consequences for it. Others who have run from God in this present life, or who have at least tried, are legion in number. How many others will be in this prayer meeting, I would not even venture to guess. But I know it will be the majority of the human race. What an unusual prayer meeting this must have been. This kind of prayer meeting is all right to read about. But as for me, I absolutely refuse to attend one. The second prayer meeting I absolutely refuse to attend is the prayer meeting that the rich man attended in the 16th chapter of Luke. The rich man of this chapter had one thing in common with all the rest of us. He had an appointment with death. There is not a person alive who will not come face to face with his own personal appointment with death, unless, of course, Jesus returns first. It is appointed for men to die once, but after this the judgment. Though he was rich, he was also subject to death. All the money in the world cannot stop this event from happening in the lives of all of us. While alive, he was dressed as macho as the rest of the rich men with whom he associated. And he dined and whined as fancy as them as well. But, as it happens with all macho men, the Bible says it came to pass that the rich man died and was buried. It would be good, ladies and gentlemen, if that were the end of the account. Perhaps someone could suppose that just before he died, he made his peace with God, as some say they do. But that was not the case. As soon as the Bible says he died, the very next verse says that in Hades he lifted up his eyes, being in torment. He did not lower his eyes. He lift up his eyes. There was no other direction for him to look, except up, as far as looking for hope in his hopeless situation. 
he lifted up his eyes and began to pray. If you have never prayed before and find yourself in hell, you will not need to have someone to come to you to teach you how to do it. It will come as naturally as breathing comes to you now. What a prayer meeting there will be in hell. It will matter little to those in hell that their prayer requests are never answered. They will pray as fervently knowing there will be no answer as they would pray if they knew their answers would be, their prayers would be answered. Actually, more so. The rich man's first prayer request was, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus so that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool off my tongue, for I am in agony in this flame. The answer came back, No. Father Abraham had heard many such requests as this, and each time the answer was always the same. No. Even though those in hell will know the answer to their request in hell for water will be no, this will not stop them from praying for it anyway. The rich man's second prayer request was, I beg you, Father, that you send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, in order that he may warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Again, the answer came back, No. As with the first request, Father Abraham had heard many such requests as this, and the answer was always the same an unequivocal no. Ladies and gentlemen, not only will hell be one of the hottest prayer meetings ever attended, it will also be one of the most fervent, soul-winning clinics ever taught. Those in hell will have more love and compassion for lost souls than do most Christians in this present life. What a soul-winning clinic these damned spirits could hold for a local church, if they could only escape that place. But that's the eternal problem. They can't. When we consider the rich man's third prayer request, and the reply that followed, we can see that it would be ridiculous to believe this will ever happen. The rich man prayed, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But Father Abraham said, No, they won't. If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be persuaded even if someone rises from the dead. His answer was the same as before, No. To each prayer request, the answer was the same, No, no, no. Again, there was only one reason the rich man found himself attending this unusual prayer meeting assembled in hell, his disobedience. He disobeyed God's will for his life, and he suffered the consequences for his decision. What a hopeless prayer meeting hell will be. I enjoy and look forward to weekly prayer meetings as much as anyone, but when it comes to this kind of prayer meeting, there is no need to come knocking at my door inviting me to join you and all the others who are there. I absolutely refuse to attend. The third prayer meeting I absolutely refuse to attend 
is the last prayer meeting on earth that we read about in the sixth chapter of the book of Revelation. I looked when he broke the sixth seal, and there was a great earthquake. And the sun became black as sackcloth made of hair, and the whole moon became like blood. And the stars of the sky fell to the earth as a fig tree casts its unripe figs when shaken by a great wind. The sky was split apart like a scroll when it is rolled up, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. Then the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the commanders, and the rich men, and the strong, and every slave and free man, hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains. This is a picture of what the reaction of some men and women will be to the next coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Most men and women will not be ready for this second divine visitation any more than men and women were ready for his first divine visitation some 2,000 years ago. This will not be some little local rinky-dinky prayer meeting. This will be a worldwide prayer meeting, including all the human race from the North Pole to the South Pole from the Western Hemisphere to the Eastern Hemisphere, all praying for the mountains and the rocks to fall on us and hide us from the presence of Him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. What a prayer meeting this will be! Countless thousands and millions and billions praying to the God of Heaven to hide them from the Lamb of God by covering them with the mountains and the rocks. There can be only one reason for persons to pray a suicidal prayer such as this. They know they have never rendered obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ, and therefore have no hope of escaping the consequences of their disobedience. Eternal, everlasting, hell. No one will have to convince anyone on the day of the second coming of Jesus Christ that he is indeed the Son of God. It will be quite evident to all who behold that stupendous spectacle. It will not be necessary for the major media to give him advance billing. It will not be necessary for anyone to tell anyone else what is happening. It will be quite clear to all. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn over him. So it is to be. Amen. Even those who refuse to submit to his authority at this time will be anxious to do so at that time. But alas, it will be too late. The question asked by the apostle exiled on the Isle of Patmos was a good one indeed. Who is able to stand? It is a rhetorical question. The answer, of course, is no one will be able to stand against the greatness of his wrath on that great day. No words could be more spine-chilling than those written by the pen of the Hebrews writer in which he said, 
Therefore, if we go on sinning willfully after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for us, but a terrifying expectation of judgment and the fury of a fire which will consume the adversaries. Anyone who has set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much severe punishment do you think he will deserve who has trampled underfoot the Son of God and has regarded as unclean the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified and has insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Again, I enjoy and I look forward to a good weekly prayer meeting as much as the next person. But when it comes to this one, the last prayer meeting on earth, by God's grace, and by God's mercy, you will not see me there in attendance. These are the three prayer meetings I absolutely refuse to attend. The prayer meeting attended by Jonah in Jonah chapter 3. The prayer meeting attended by the rich man in Luke chapter 16. And the prayer meeting that will be attended by countless members of the human race in Revelation chapter 6. In each of these prayer meetings, there is one common denominator. Each participant was there or will be there because of his own personal disobedience to the Word of God. And so it will be in eternity. People who absolutely refuse to obey God in this life, on this earth, will be in a prayer meeting much like those we have considered in this message. People on this earth who would as soon as go to hell as attend a prayer meeting will finally have their wish fulfilled in the end. People on this earth who had no time in their busy schedules to take a one or two hour break from their busy schedule for a weekly prayer meeting will find themselves with nothing but an eternal time of torment. People who on this earth thought they could never learn to pray, or who never wanted to pray, or who were too embarrassed to pray before others, will mouth eloquent, spine-tingling prayers before countless multitudes in the end. Ladies and gentlemen, the time to begin to learn how to pray is today. As Apostle Paul reminded his Corinthian brethren, Behold, now is the day of salvation. If you are ever to have a prayer life on this earth that reaches the ear of God Almighty, you must believe that Jesus is the only begotten, resurrected Son of God and be immersed in water in His name for your personal salvation. Unless and until you do this, you do not have a prayer. There's a battle going on for the souls of men. The taste of war is ever dear. But I am safe within the arms of God's dear bride. 
keeper of my soul She is the church of Christ I'll not surrender I'll not surrender I'll not surrender I know I'll always be A gospel defender Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Breidenbaugh speaking. You have just heard another Gospel Defender Ministries radio broadcast brought to you by the church that Jesus built and preaches all of the word to all of the world. Jesus said in Mark 16, verse 16, He who believes and is baptized will be saved. So find someone today who will immerse you into Christ today before it is everlastingly too late. Our mailing address is Gospel Defender Ministries, Post Office Box 575 Chillicothe, C-H-I-L-L-I-C-O-T-H-E Chillicothe, Ohio, zip 45601. You can also contact us through the World Wide Web at gospeldefender.org or by email at agosdef, A-G-O-S-D-E-F, agosdef at roadrunner.com. At your request, a written transcript or an audio copy of today's message will be sent to you free of charge with no obligation from you now or in the future. We need to hear from you as soon as possible, so please take the time to contact us today. Now, until you and I meet again at this same time and at this same place, our prayer is that you will be steadfastly set for the defense of the gospel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 